You are now tuned in to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus, the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step to finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this, and this is called the journey. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well. Welcome back to The Journey with your host, Karen Sion. We thank God for a new week. Today is July 7th, and it is the season finale of The Journey. We're so grateful to God for bringing us to the end of season one. He's brought us so far, and that's why his name is Ebenezer. Over the past 25 weeks, we have been on a journey. And as we always say, this life that we live is a journey and everything we discuss on the show are things that we face in life. And we admonish our listeners to walk in God's way. We've talked about a lot of things and we've discussed a lot. We had a lot of salvation stories where some special guests shared their testimony of God's grace, his love, his mercy, and his faithfulness. We talked about purity and celibacy before marriage. We talked about saving for marriage, self-worth, mental health awareness, finding hope in hopeless times, and a lot more. So on today's show, we're reviewing the entire season from beginning to end, and we have two of the three couples that came on to the show for the Praying for My Spouse series and Pastor, and they are going to help the journey commemorate this eventful event. So stay tuned. If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. And we thank you for sticking with us all the way through these past 25 weeks. God bless you. But if you're a first-time listener, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based, Bible-based podcast that focuses on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, career choices, relationships, health, and all of the above, but most importantly, how all of these things can be and will be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. You can find the previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and CastBox. Listen and be blessed. Please and please and please again, subscribe so that you'll be notified when season two drops. And remember, I will state this again at the end of today's show that the show, this is the last show for this season, and we'll be back on the first Tuesday of September, which is September 1st. Get ready for our birthday segment, Birthday Best. So this week we had a few birthdays. Happy belated birthday to Cornelius Krapa, Gideon Dosu, Emmanuel, and Emanuela Ousu Ampao. So since today is the last season, last episode for season one, we would like to wish in advance a happy birthday to Joshua Opoku Jemfi, Samuel Saki, Elliot Johnson, Marigold Dodu, and my nephew Ezra Sion, and my friend Emmanuel Saforo. Happy birthday to you all. God bless you, and we pray for long life, good health, and prosperity. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's get into today's episode. I have some amazing people with me, and I would like them to introduce themselves, starting from my right. Hey, everyone. My name is Mrs. Ashley Anderson. I'm here with my lovely, handsome husband. 
Mr. Samuel Anderson. I've been married to my lovely wife, uh, Mrs. Anderson, for almost two years. Yes, we'll, we'll be two years married on the 21st of this month. Um, and we're really excited about that. We know God has done so much and he will continue to do. Amen. Yes, we're enjoying this journey. Amen. Hello, everybody. I'm Mrs. Lucy Aim, and I'm here with my fit of rip. Oh, oh that is right. My name is Regan Ayim, and I believe we've been married for almost uh, three years. Three yeah, years three years in August. August, May. Yeah, time flies, but um. Mm -hmm. We are we are great to be here again. It felt like it was just yesterday since we were here. So Ooh, yeah. can't yeah. wait to, for today's episode, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be epic. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not the least, we have our pastor here. His name is Pastor John Casey. Hi, Pastor. Hey, girl. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Okay. It's been a long time since we had you on the show. We heard your voice last week, but it wasn't hey. you. So we missed you. So finally I'm here. Finally you're here yes. to commemorate this last episode. Yes. So guys, before we begin, as we do on the journey, we're going to play a game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> a Bible game. It's a Bible game, as always. Well, Pastor is here. Oh, yeah. Thank God. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. you get anything wrong, you'll be punished. Oh, gosh. And I'm sitting right here, too. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me cover the questions. All right, so um, because there's a lot of us today, we're just going to do two rounds, one question each. Whoever wins the game gets a free Journey t-shirt. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm going to know because you know anybody who can answer. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Let me do it off the top of my head. Oh, couples think. Um, oh, wait, oh, you should do it. Couples, couples? No, no. No, please. Yeah. No. We're together, and then the woman will get the shirt. No, you should do a couple shirt and have your names on the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, have the okay. journey here. We'll do it. Yeah. So, oh, the, so we'll team up then. Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll but Pastor, you can do it too. So me and Pastor can ask the questions. Oh. Right, bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first question goes so to the right. You know you get all the hard questions, right? Oh, <laughs> because I'm not, I have it. You're proud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll Right now, Ooh, it's right here. During the Bible quiz? Yeah. Hey. Mm -hmm. Wow. Then this you should be having <laughs> <laughs> So I will ask Deacon Sam and Ash mm -hmm. the questions, and Pastor will ask Deacon Ray and do the. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. You ask them. You ask the questions. Okay. You know Pastor's questions. It's not even. It's not even. It's not even. It's not <laughs> okay, first question goes to Deacon Sam and Ash. Mm -hmm. You can work together and you have 10 seconds to answer. Who was one of the wisest people that Solomon was compared to? Okay. Yeah. Ethan? Correct. And that one day you had to die. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, next question goes to Deacon Ray and Lucy. Who was the man that took Jesus' body off the cross? Hmm. Was it uh, Joseph of... 
You got it, Yeah. Okay, so one point each. So that was good. All right, Deacon, Deacon Sam and Ash. Next question. Jesus fed a multitude of people twice. What was the number of the people the second time? Yes, you asked Deacon this question already. I did? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, and you, 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 you said it. Wrong. I got it. No, he wrong. got it right. <laughs> right, right. I thought it was it. something, some I don't want to know. Yeah. How many bad? 4,000? Yeah. Correct. That's right. Yeah. That was good. Okay. You guys, who's going to, okay, everybody will just get a t shirt. So no, my bad. The was 5 and 4. Peter was 5 and 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, no, Mar no, I'm confused. Oh, the first Who's the first person yeah. that was killed for the gospel? Yeah. Mm. Besides Jesus. Okay. Oh, the murder, murder for me. Murder. M A R. This is the the, the that's the word. First. Oh. Mm -hmm. So this one means it's somebody so that so was killed. You died for a cause. For yeah. cause. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Follow up question. Follow up question to Deacon Sam and Ash. What was his position in the church? Okay, last question. Goes to Deacon Ray and Lucy. <laughs> How many chapters are in the book of Obadiah? What kind of question is this? I know who you asked me if it's Obeka. Oh, no, right. I thought, I thought you were right. I thought you said the Old Testament. Is it? I'm going to guess 15. No, I think it's shorter than that. You have two more guesses. Sure. Big guess. One. Guys, the, the couples I walked were getting each other. Yeah, the answer is one. So, in the event of this, 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 game every couple everybody will get a, a t-shirt oh yeah so, thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's get into today's yes next time next season the questions will be harder so so we'll get into today's episode 
Our guests today have been on the show before, some together, some apart, and today they're coming on to recap the series Praying for My Spouse, as well as answer some questions that the listeners had, and we'll have our final discussion before the season ends. So when you guys came on, we had a lot of listeners DM us on our Instagram page and talk about your shows, also ask some questions. Some people reached out to me, our team, and asked them questions. So we have written those questions down and we're going to bring them up so that you would share it, as well as the fact that because it's the season finale, we're going to review the entire season and you will talk about it from your perspectives because we heard different perspectives from different people. So, <laughs> so since um, this is from Pray for Mice, we're going to start with that for the, from the series, and we're going to ask the question, and then everybody will will discuss it. So, this is a Q and A session <clears throat> from from now going. So, the first question is: Let's start with the ladies. Okay. Is it okay as a believer to have a type? I would say physically, it's it's not okay because people are ever changing, and you can't let the attraction of just looks draw you closer to a person. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to dig deeper. So, physically, no. But I think you know, as a believer, you should have standards for yourself, uh, what you want in a spouse. You should, mm-hmm. but physically, I don't think you should have that like you know specific type. Wow. Yeah, I agree with what Ashley said because. I personally feel like sometimes if, you know, if I'm looking at the person's, I guess, physical looks, even if God is telling me something, I might not be able to even pay attention to what God is saying. I might be thinking that, you know, this is what I want and I got it. Mm-hmm. So even if God is saying that maybe go this other direction, I'm so attracted to the person's physical look that will not be make me like, you know, listen to what God is saying. Right. So I think um, that's what I will add to that. So to ask you guys, since you both are, are ladies, I'm... I've heard it said that you can go to God with the request of your type. Like say, oh, God, I want a, a tall, dark, handsome man, something like that. Is that wrong? or? Well, I think even, I think Pastor has said, and I've always heard that whatever you're asking God for in a spouse, you need to make sure you're mm-hmm. those things as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it comes to the tall, dark, handsome, all oh, this weight, what about you? Are you also a decent weight? Are you in a nice shape that you're asking God, you want somebody in the best shape of their Mm -hmm. life. What about you? So I think anything that you are desiring for a spouse, you need to also check yourself within and see, oh, am I these things too? Right. And personally, I feel like for um, myself and my husband, I didn't ask God for any type Mm -hmm. because obviously I was trying to get out of the relationship. So I wasn't even praying for you know, a husband, but whatever God gave me, I realized that, wow, that's my type. So I feel like God knows, you know, what we want want, Mm -hmm. and he's going to give it to you, whether like, you know, you like it or not. But then after the fact, you realize that, wow, this is really what I want. Because Mm -hmm. in the beginning through the process, I wasn't looking at him lustfully because I was trying to live for God. But then after I came to my senses, (laughs) I guess after I became naked, Then I realized that, wow, this is really what I want if Mm -hmm. I was supposed to ask God. So I feel like God don't make a mistake. And, you know, even if you don't ask for a body type, Mm -hmm. whatever he gives you, when your eyes open, you know that that's exactly what you you, want. Okay, so we're going to throw this question to the gentleman as well, because it's, I don't know, I don't want to say it's a stereotype, but it's a... It's a thing. It's a stigma out there for men that men see. When they see, they see. So I want to throw the question to you guys as a believer. 
is it wrong to ask God for your type or your your type of woman? Is it wrong to have your type of woman that you desire? Based on what she said, how she said, Ashley and my wife answered it, um, is correct. But would you be, I'm going to answer based on how I feel. Would you have a type? Yes, you will have a type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it okay to have that type? I don't think it's okay because then if you dwell on that, your mm-hmm. type, you are praying according to your desire in which sometimes, most of the time, you don't even know what you like, as my wife said. So from a guy perspective, when I was praying, yes, I had a type. Mm-hmm. What was and your type? We would get there. Because <laughs> I want to know. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the type is not even about physical attraction, right? Mm-hmm. You probably want somebody that have this amount of money, mm-hmm. drive this car, have this mm-hmm. job, and all that kind of stuff. So because the eye sees, and sometimes we pray according to what we are seeing. So mm-hmm. when you have that type, I don't think it's wrong, but we shouldn't dwell on that because then we will be deceived. Right. I think, like she said, actually, you should have principles, you should have standards and things like that. Those mm-hmm. are like spiritual things. And if we do on the spiritual things, that like what my, my wife said, that's when I said, maybe after you get married a year later, you said, wow, this was actually my type. Mm-hmm. So you will have it, but we shouldn't dwell on it. I agree with everybody. <laughs> uh, but I think it's good to have a type. Because. Um, That's what they meant, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, you are. Yeah, all basically. around. All, all around. Because okay. I think Pastor always used to tell um, me personally that marriage is like the guy does the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you don't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't settle, right. even mm-hmm. in the physical looks. That's how I feel. Because it's somebody you're with for a lifetime. Right. But also, um, hmm. I think if we have a uh, like the the type, like Deacon was saying, if I have a type and I'm looking for maybe this person make this much money, they look like this, their body shape is like this. I think the process of like the whole praying mm-hmm. stuff and all that, mm-hmm. I think that also kind of yeah. it helps us to, I guess, kind of want what God wants for us. If mm-hmm. that makes yeah. sense, because yeah. sometimes you're looking for the body shape and you realize that it's not really yeah. about the body shape, right. or it's not mm-hmm. about this or that. So I think. It's good to have a type, but also to submit it to God. Mm-hmm. Like if we're praying for something, like Shadrach them said that if uh, we'll go in the fire, um, we're trusting God. If you don't take us out and we die in the fire, it's still fine. Right. So it's like right. we have a desire. We have to bring something to God, but we don't hold on that. Right. Mm-hmm. God, if you don't give me this, then I'm not, taking, then I'm not taking it. Okay. So I think it's good to have something to go to mm-hmm. God with, but mm-hmm. also to open ourselves up. <laughs> For him to yeah. kind of turn that yeah. desire into something yeah. And, yeah. that he, you know. And I think there's something the pastor um, always says that when you come into the house of the Lord, have expectations, but don't limit God. Don't let it yeah. be a To just like, you know, yeah. that's what I want, God. Right. And when I'm leaving, I just want this thing. But maybe God want to do more right. than what right. I'm even like, you know, expecting. Yeah. So Because right. even yeah. like for the example of the body, I want a guy who's, yeah. maybe it's not even about this, it's about the character that leads right. to get that shape, right? Because mm-hmm. if somebody... Okay. Look at Deacon Ray. Yeah. You can tell he's disciplined. Yeah. You can assume he's disciplined because yeah. you don't get that by... Overnight. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes... So maybe sometimes we, and we see with the physical mm-hmm. that this is what I want, but something behind that that mm-hmm. we're looking for. Yeah. And that, that trait is not always... It always doesn't look like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So if we look at what the manifestation yeah. of it looks yeah. like and say, this is what I want, we might, we might miss true. it. Because mm-hmm. somebody could be like that and not be disciplined. Right. right. What if yeah. you take steroids? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. Right. Make them look like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I think there are a lot of times some of the things that 
we are even looking for and searching for, we don't even know mm-hmm. what we are looking for. And since we live in a world that is broken, most of our definition for certain things are defined by the world mm-hmm. and now uh, us. Mm-hmm. Because I think this conversation, my wife and I, we've had a conversation like this that I was telling her that if if it was left to me alone, the kind and type that I was looking for, she, she does not fit the description. The description, none. She does not script, fit the description. But then the qualities that I was mm-hmm. looking for, she got everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one that that fit the description physically, physically did not have the qualities mm-hmm. that uh, I was looking for. And so again, it come back to what uh, my daughter actually said about the principles, the values. And these things, you should not deviate from them. Mm. This is this will be your final definition mm. for what you are looking for in a life pattern. Mm-hmm. And you don't lower it because they physically fit the description you are looking for. Mm-hmm. The standard should be the values that you have, the principles that you have, and stick to that. Because there is a love, there is a love that develop inside out. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen a love that develop outside in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we come to the Lord. The person might not have the physical attractions, but then the beauty inside, when it develops to a certain level, you can fall in love mm-hmm. with the outside. Mm-hmm. I've heard, and because of what we do and counseling with different people and hearing, you know, um, different marriages and stuff like that, you sometimes hear people talk about how attractive they saw their wife and the moment they settled down, they are not attractive anymore. Mm-hmm. So it simply tells me that sometimes it's very hard to develop the love outside in. Mm-hmm. The outside in is very hard because the outside is the last. Mm-hmm. And then the inside out is love from in where later the, f- the physical begins to look so beautiful mm-hmm. and so great that even from day one, you didn't like the physical appearance, but because of the beauty inside, mm-hmm. it becomes so attractive, so amazing. And I think that these are things that we should be looking for, mm-hmm. not just the outside in. Because if you get the outside, you can't get in. Mm. But if you get in, you can go outside. Right. That's that's what I personally think. And if you have uh, preferences, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Before the Lord, is 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 fine. Mm-hmm. Like I don't fight against it. But like what you said, don't let that expectation be the limitation. Mm. You shouldn't limit God to that your expectation because, mm. like what uh, they already said, God might have something better. Exceeding mm-hmm. your expectation, the Bible says that God does exceedingly abundantly above that which we imagine. Mm-hmm. And then when you come to First Corinthians, I believe chapter two, where it talks about the thing that God is going to do, eyes have not seen. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are limiting mm-hmm. God to what you have seen, nah, right. yeah. So mm-hmm. we have to be open-minded to in this area. Okay, so. um I think the next question, it was, you pretty much answered it. I was, we're going to ask how important is physical attraction when looking for 
a spouse because, but as you were saying, it seems as if that when it's the will of God, some way, somehow that physical attraction can occur. Right, so okay, so, so mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what Ashley thinks about this. Which one? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, you're confused for a second. Because okay. I, I had, I was, I, was yeah. a lot, I gained like 100 pounds. Oh, yeah. Mm. Right? You lost now. And you but lost. before, oh, you I mean, oh, but I didn't, I didn't know you when you were at when that. I was lower. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but I, you, thinking, you know, <laughs> I think, yeah. No, it but, didn't. But I, I, I don't know. I feel to be, to be yeah. sincere with us, mm -hmm. when 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 the um when the matches from above, mm -hmm. gaining weight or losing weight yes. does not matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't, don't see like, it. I don't, don't see it. Exactly. Don't see I don't. Yeah. yeah. Look, like like I said, we need to define certain things according to our belief. Mm -hmm. I know what is said outside. Mm. Um, I worked for this company called Five Squares. The lady who was the CEO of the company promoting healthy living and a whole bunch of stuff. She's a smoker, like, like <laughs> bad. When we talk about smoking, she could smoke a pack less than one hour. Like she, hey. yeah, yeah, she, she was good. That lady, yeah. I don't even know her name. The day I saw her because she was on my. Um, my delivery route. Mm -hmm. So I delivered to her house mm -hmm. by the, the, the owner of the company. Mm -hmm. Her and her husband, they smoke more than firewood. Mm -hmm. The day I saw these people smoking in front of their house, because usually I would deliver and on my way back to the house was when I would deliver at, at, at their house. Mm -hmm. They, they were living in Stanford, and so I would just hit the highway and go deliver when I'm coming. But this time, I don't know what happened. I said, nah, why don't I do Stanford before I go, and then I will use the other route and go home? That's when I, I saw this people, and they were chatting with me for minutes. They smelled so bad, a whole lot of stuff. So I sat in my car, and I asked myself this question. Wow. So is she actually after healthy living, mm. promoting health, or it's about money? Mm. And so you realize that if you focus on, all, and, and I've heard people that uh, when they see changes in their spouses, it becomes a problem mm -hmm. for them. Like it's a big deal for some people. But then the thing is, uh, when we stood before God and uh, we said to Dev do a spa. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything was included mm -hmm. in, in the vows that mm -hmm. we, 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 we shared. But then, if the marriage is now from God and it's about last, mm -hmm. hmm? mm -hmm. your attention is on these things. Mm -hmm. You are measuring her behind, mm -hmm. you are measuring her front. But what we forget is that before you met her, she was not like that. It was your multitude of climbing her up and down that you've disgusted her body, like you've disfigured her body. Mm -hmm. And now you, the same person, after giving birth to four children for you, their, 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 their body is disfigured. And you, the same person, want them to be like when you met them when they were 18 years. Mm -hmm. it, it can never happen. It can never happen. But if the marriage is not from God and it's all about 
you know, how you look, you get to look this, you get a this, and da, 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 da. you have to be informed, da, 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 da. a whole lot of these things. You will fight the rest of your life. But what is important in marriage is not physical attraction. Mm -hmm. That one is the least. I know somebody that the wife was so ugly each time the man comes to the bed, you say, cover, and the wife covers her face, oh, and they have yes. intimacy, and they go. Oh, like the wife took her and say, cover, then yes. the man covers his face. They were so, you know, fearful. <laughs> like, you know, but to some people, wow. to some people, that is the pivot of their marriage. Mm -hmm. Yep. Beauty, especially if you go to that hood that is now holy, you know, like crazy. But it hurt me when we allow these things to influence yes. our relationships. Mm -hmm. do, do you know that the truth of the matter is that when you find somebody or when you're looking for somebody to marry, your first instinct is not how they look, but their behavior. Mm -hmm. The looks... It's later. Wow. That's that's very that's amazing. I wanted to bring this up as well because when we did the praying for my spouse episodes with the different couples, I asked pretty much the same questions to each couple to get everybody's experience because everybody's story is different. Mm -hmm. So I asked this question: Do you believe in signs? And uh, we had different responses. From us. So I want us to kind of talk about that again since everybody's here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw this question out to the table to each of the couples and then to Pastor later on that do you believe in signs? Like tell me about your experience with signs and how you were able to confirm that your spouse was your spouse. I think um, for me, I did said that yes, I do based on my personal experience because mm -hmm. um, I did said that um, the first time that I knew that uh, my husband was my husband was through a dream that the mm -hmm. Lord showed me. And when I had that dream, I just knew, like, it was just, I guess, if you know, you know. You know, you know. <laughs> you know even though we're not talking, we're not, like, you know, like, I mean, I saw him in church and I knew that was, you know, my friend's brother, but we had no, like, you know, communication whatsoever. But when I had that dream, I just knew mm -hmm. that he was the one. Mm -hmm. And more, you know, dreams and other stuff after. So I personally, I would say I do believe in it only because of my personal experience. Right. Um, yes, I, I do believe in that um, science and what we say confirmation. Um, but mine goes back to like the first question that you, you, um, you asked us. And I think the science and the confirmation all comes from depending how the individual is praying mm -hmm. or talking to, talking to God. Mm -hmm. And with mine, um, it started, okay, I saw her first, but it wasn't physical attraction, mm. right? So I went in there because uh, before I was used to, like, drawing on physical attraction and it wasn't going well for me. So I had to change something. Mm. And when I was praying, I was more spiritual-minded based on how Pastor was teaching us around that time. So I was paying attention to her, um, how she was... Um, her relationship with God and how she was in church and things like that. So I, so I was praying, you know, I knew like I, I knew her and all that kind of stuff. So I was praying for certain things and I was asking God for certain stuff. And he revealed to me most of the stuff was through dreams. Mm -hmm. And when the dreams came, I thought that maybe I was forcing myself. So then I started praying for God to reveal to certain people, like mm -hmm. my mom. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even ask my mom if she had any dreams. She came to me and shared certain stuff with me. And then I also pray for God to reveal to the youth around that time. Mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I was I, I don't want to I don't want to show any action for them to see that um, there's something going on between me and her. I want them to see it themselves. And mm-hmm. then through like conversation, I said, okay, they were putting one of the things together. So I think it depends on how the individual is praying. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and I remember Pastor said that if you're asking for confirmation, don't ask for simple confirmation. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, if you know this person is mine, let them send me a test message. You know, that's like, <laughs> it happens. Well, you know you test you know? the person every day. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I did. I threw some challenge I got. Like one of the one of them that I quite remember was a lot of them that um, forgot to reveal it to my mom and for her to come and tell me. Because mm-hmm. usually I've never really had that mother and son conversation about a woman before. So she had a dream and she told me that oh she had a dream that um, Lucy came to my um, our house and she had a lot of like the decorations to decorate my room, but I wasn't there. Yeah. So when she came, she just left it in front of my door. <laughs> Are you in the dream? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess you can't. He wasn't there. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. If I'm to add to what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what we're talking about mm-hmm. is the man that looks searches for the woman, not the woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was pursuing me. You know, it's been three years, almost three years now, so well, more than that, I would say probably like five years, because so, when I started praying, um, but God, I think depending on the relationship that we have with God, mm-hmm. he will manifest, mm-hmm. so it depends, like I can't, I can't tell somebody that, hey, this will gather to me, so do the same thing. You have mm-hmm. to build your and own relationship, you. and then he will talk. It could, it could be through the word of God. True. So, yeah. I would say with me, um, with our situation, we were advised to fast and pray in order to actually receive confirmation if it's, you know, if we mm-hmm. are met for each other in mm-hmm. that purpose. So I went in not really knowing what to expect. Like, I wasn't... Um, necessarily focused on a dream or a vision I was just like like kind of like just open like okay I don't know how it's it's supposed to be revealed to me so for me it was more of a confirmation of like peace like this encounter of peace about Mm him um that I feel like kind of swept through me um I don't want to call it a feeling or emotion because those are very you know fleeting and stuff but I feel like the um, encounter with peace about him and just the assurance mm-hmm. um, led me to believe that he definitely is, you know, for me. And had you ever felt that with any previous no. suitor? No, no, I don't know. never. I think yeah, I think Deacon hit it on the head. It's, um, it's the like God speaks to us in different ways, mm-hmm. right? And we can't. I can't take Deacon's experience and say God. I'm waiting for you to reveal if Ash is my wife, so do it the same way. Right, right. Right. And I think that could be a temptation too, like, especially in a church, like, we have a lot of youth here, right? So Deacon and Lou went ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So if if I looked at Ray, Ray being a close friend of mine, I said, oh, okay, God reveals, I need to go to God, like, okay, I'm waiting for my dream, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Then I'm, I might miss it mm-hmm. 100%. So I think um, Lou said it that it's depending on how God speaks to us. Uh, so I think it's for us to really pay attention to God and not pay attention so much to the signs, if that makes sense. Because yeah. if I'm looking for a dream, I'll get a dream. Mm-hmm. True. And it may not 
may not necessarily be, be from, from God, God right. right? But if I'm open at God, I want to I want to do right by you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be dating this girl for 10 years and being tempted to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. I want to do it right. So she the one for me. And I think in his grace, he revealed to me. Right. And as Ash mentioned, that was the same for me too, was peace. Mm-hmm. And for me, being somebody, if, um, if I'm disturbed about something, I can't move forward. That's the perfect way for God to confirm to mm. me is by giving me peace. This area is so like thick. Thank God we have Pastor here. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to deep thinker, so like to make a decision, it takes, right. takes him a while. It so. takes me a while. Yeah. So if even if I even if there's one question mark, yeah, I'll probably be sitting there, sitting there for a long time. But and the peace on my actual saying it's not like something you could right. Just put a thing. Like, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. So do, you can't disguise that. Yeah. Like, they say the peace of God that surpasses. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Yeah. It's like yeah. we had many questions about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many questions. So mm-hmm. it's like we how ours happened was that we were dating, I guess, in the world, talking, messing yeah. around, whatever in the world, and we came to a stance where like it's either yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so we sought counsel and pastors. All right, mm-hmm. if you guys it's yes or no, then go to God. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like the. Just comparing us to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the situation is totally different, mm-hmm, yeah. but still it's the same God that revealed yes. to us. So. so that's what I was going to ask that. Can we say that God tailors the confirmations to our personality types? Like we're saying with with, with, with you, right. because you're a deep thinker, God had to, it was like a hard yes for mm-hmm. you through peace. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. Lou, it was a hard yes through a dream. Right. So can we say that God tailors his confirmations to Ooh. us based on who we are and how we respond to to him, let me say? I think part of it, we can't say that's all of it. That's part of it. But I think, you know, also there's different, um, it's not just the peace one. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. be different stuff. Because if mm-hmm. I'm getting peace mm-hmm. and all the other stuff around her says no, mm-hmm. I can't say mm-hmm. it just because I got peace, yeah. that's it. Yeah. If Ray got the dream and everything around her said no, right? Okay. There's stuff that's contrary to the word of God. I think that's number one. <laughs> okay. Right? There's stuff that's contrary to the word of God about her, about, say we're still sleeping together, mm-hmm. mm. right, while that thing was going on. I can't say, first of all, sin is blocking me from even hearing from, hearing from God. God. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're sleeping together, to get peace. To get peace. <laughs> if we're sleeping together and then I tell myself, oh, I got peace. I got peace. Mm-hmm. No, you got to check that peace because yeah. we're dwelling in sin mm-hmm. and we're saying we got confirmation from God, I think we should check yeah. where it's coming from. And uh, uh, see, I want to add something to it, what Deacon said, because you know, many times you hear a lot of people, you hear testimonies like this, and then they want to take the same path. Mm-hmm. Like with both of us, when we came in, we pulled away from everything that we were doing. You know, when I started praying, I wasn't still in the world. Mm-hmm. I wasn't still doing what I used to be. I wasn't, I came in first looking to serve. Mm-hmm. And along that, that's when um, I had a desire that, okay, I want to get married. Mm-hmm. So it's like, God was the one that left me because when I came in, I had I actually had to pray myself from another relationship. I had to work myself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes somebody would just come in the Lord um, today, and then tomorrow they're praying for um, a spouse. It, it doesn't work like that. Right. You have to make sure you work on yourself first mm-hmm. before you take this um, this path. That's true. And just to go back to your question about the personality, I believe that He will meet you at your whatever level you're at. So at the time, even just thinking of myself with dreams, visions, I didn't really. Um, think of those right. things as um, confirmations. Mm-hmm. Like my level of maturity wasn't even there at the time. So I, I, I think that's why he used 
a different way. Because even when I would dream and stuff, I'll think, oh, maybe because I ate something or maybe because I spoke to the person that day. Like, mm. I didn't really think of it the way when I came into this house and how, like, I know the importance of those things are. Mm. So I think that plays, you know. Okay. Also, do you have any? Well, number one, God speaks in many ways to his people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to um, Genesis chapter 24, Bible says that Abraham called Eliezer and uh, said to him, go and search for a wife for my son, Isaac, which even all these things, uh, there's a significance um, to the church today. Mm. Abraham is a type of God. Eliezer means helper. So the Holy Spirit, mm. Isaac is a type of Christ. Rebecca is type of the church. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Abraham gave Eliezer a specific place he should go to mm. to look for wife for his son. Mm. And if I say I'll talk about it, about this one, that's another subject because Christ came to his own. Mm-hmm. There were a particular place that Christ was mm-hmm. supposed mm-hmm. to go to. Mm-hmm. But then the yeah, rest is history. So we're not going to go there. Um, this thing tells me that it is the Holy Spirit who can help search our wives mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. It's wow. not our job. Mm-hmm. But look, when Eliezer got to the town, like we say, he picked 10 donkeys with himself. He got to a well where all the women in the town were fetching water. Mm-hmm. So he stood there and he said to the Lord, um, <clears throat> if you look at verse 10 and 11, it says, Genesis chapter 24, verse 10, and, say, and the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Naha. Verse 11, he made his camel to kneel down without the city by a well of, of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. Mm-hmm. So if you look at this, you realize that the man is at a point where he's exposed to so many women. Mm-hmm. Listen yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. This is where it is important for a sign. Mm-hmm. I'm in the church. I have too many sisters in the church around me. I'm at a point where I want to settle down and I'm praying to God. My mind is not fixed on anyone in the church because I see all of them as my sisters. But for God or for me to know which one of them God has prepared for me, I need to ask God for a sign. And that sign will separate that person from the rest of the women. That is the purpose of the sign. The sign is not physical features, the breast, the twitches, and then the the stress. No, it's it got nothing to do with that. We're talking about your life. Your life in the hand of a young lady or a young lady's hand in the life of a young man. So you don't take this journey lightly as a joke. Look at you know how many people that have been killed in marriages and relationships. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, because the man 
was surrounded by too many women. A lot of women were coming to the well. So uh, he, he said to the Lord, and he said, Oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day. This is the working gym, so please pardon me. <laughs> and show kindness unto my master Abraham. He didn't even bring himself mm. in. Verse 13, behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. Verse 14, and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let thou thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, and she shall say, drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, mm -hmm. and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Mm -hmm. So the sign is what you ask God, so when it happens, you will know, because it is between you and God. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. It is between you and God. Father, I'm torn between. I see all the music department. They are great, wonderful young ladies. But Lord, give me a sign. The one who is my wife, this, this. Mm -hmm. And even if we go into depth, you will see that. Oh, I believe mm -hmm. that it wasn't one person that she asked for. Mm -hmm. She asked mm -hmm. a lot of the women were. Mm -hmm. But none of them taught. The about feeding, feeding the camel because to feed the camel you gotta go down mm -hmm. on your knees a lot of water they mm -hmm. drink a lot of water mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you understand so we're talking about patience mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. humility mm -hmm. and then being serviceable mm -hmm. so just that one sign he asks for mm -hmm. produces a lot of quality a lot. Mm -hmm. Some women came and they gave him water. They left because mm -hmm. he said, he wants water. Can I have water? But because he was specific mm -hmm. with what mm -hmm. he was looking for, the sign he was specific with God the Father, this, 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 this. And so when it happened, he was able to work. Mm -hmm. the, the sign singles whoever out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the New Testament. In the New Testament, Bible says that um, um, this was my friend's name. Joseph. Uh -huh. Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Bible says that Joseph, when he heard everything that was happening around Mary, he said to himself that, you know, I'm not going to disgrace this young lady publicly. Mm. I'm just going to find way and just, okay. I won't use the word dump her, mm. but leave her. Mm. And Bible says that that night, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, hey boy, mm -hmm. calm down. That which is happening around this woman is of the Lord. And mm Bray -hmm. said, take her as your wife. Mm -hmm. So what is that? That's a sign mm -hmm. to him. Yeah. Even though he did not ask God for a sign. Mm -hmm. But God gave him a sign that what is happening is true. I don't. I won't go back again to Ahas. Ahas too. The Lord said, "I'll give you a sign, even if you ask or not. I'll give you a sign." A virgin shall conceive and shall give birth mm. to what? 
And so God is about signs. Mm -hmm. When Noah came out of the ark, there was a sign. Mm -hmm. In the first place, when, when, when the dove got out, the dove picked an olive leaf or branch and brought it back. That was a sign to Noah that there's no more water on the land. Um, Noah offered unto God, and God said, ah, you've touched my heart, and so you know what? I'm going to give you a sign that my covenant with, with that, that came the rainbow. God is about signs. God is about signs. And the reason why God is about science is because we are human beings. Mm -hmm. We can't think like the way he does. Mm -hmm. And so he has to bring something in the natural mm -hmm. to confirm to us that he's the one behind this. Mm -hmm. And so science are great. But if you let, if you don't allow God to be God mm -hmm. to produce the sign, mm -hmm. then you can invite Satan mm -hmm. to give you science. And you'll be deceived. Mm -hmm. It's it's scary. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I remember um back then, I remember I think you shared that so for mommy had like um questions. questions. Mm -hmm. And I remember one way you said I came to your office and I told us, Oh, Pastor, you know me too. I'm praying about it was the same questions, and I remember I was like, Oh, me too. Like, you know, when I find like the right person, I'll ask them the question you told me that no, I shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But at that time I didn't understand, but I was like, okay, whatever. And I just kind of like left it and I just started praying like to leave my, because I think that time I was still in a relationship. So I just started praying. <laughs> I was looking for the future, you know, that when the time comes, like these are the questions that I will ask. But you told me not to use those questions because it was for her. Right. And then if you already know that, that question anyway, so I can't even be making my own. But then when I started to pray about leaving my old relationship, that's what the Lord just, you know, showed me the dream that I didn't be asked for. Mm -hmm. so, I, I spent 14 years praying for her. Mm. And she, one time she was telling her friend, she said, you know what, me, I didn't pray. Because mm -hmm. her friend was asking her. And I was laying down like I was sleeping, but I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> her friend was asking her, what did you do to, to get this guy? And look, you guys look so amazingly together. Whole bunch of stuff. She said, look, this is the, the truth of the matter is that I didn't pray. Yeah. He mm -hmm. did all the praying. Wow. But look, she had her questions. Mm. Ash said that when we did the Pray for My Spouse episode, she made a comment. She said that sometimes instead of asking for signs, ask questions mm -hmm. to the person. Because mm -hmm. if yeah. the answers that they give will let you know who they are. Because their answers to are signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Their answers are signs. Because mm -hmm. my wife said she will ask I don't even remember her dead thing. Something about the roof. It's a house. house. It's a house. It's a house. You have a house. The foundation, yeah. the walls, or the roof. And she said, they'll, they'll, they'll down. give <laughs> wonderful <laughs> answers. This was her. Somebody told her, somebody told her, I'm not going to be your foundation for you to walk over me and a whole lot of stuff. And she was like, X out, go out. And then somebody would say, roof. And then she told me, she said, I was the only one mm. that told her that I would love to be your foundation. Mm. Just for us to build from scratch. Yeah. But what she did not know was that my answer was, was defined mm. by yeah. God's word because mm. the Bible tells me that if you don't have a good foundation, mm. you can't build anything. And so to me, foundations is very, very important, important to me mm -hmm. because of the knowledge that I have acquired in God's word, mm -hmm. that without a foundation, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said that, can you build without first counting a cross? Mm -hmm. Counting a cross is a form of foundation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you go to war without counting a cross? It's a form of what? Foundation. foundation. 
say two people built, one built, was rushing. I'm not going to spend too much money with my foundation. <laughs> like, well, little did he know that whether you have a solid foundation or you don't have foundation at all, the test is the same. Mm -hmm. The test of life is the same. Mm -hmm. But then, your foundation will determine whether you can stand mm -hmm. the test or not. Mm -hmm. Don't we all face the same challenges mm -hmm. in marriage? Mm -hmm. Why are we still standing? Because we have a deeper foundation mm -hmm. in God's word. Mm -hmm. That's why we are still standing. It's not that we are better than people yeah. or we do the best. Um, oh, Masa. We don't. Yeah. We don't. We don't even know how to love. Yeah. Sometimes we have to sit down and be praying. Show me love. So we have to pray three days to get one day to demonstrate like yeah. one week is past. Somebody is their natural thing, like they, they talk sweet to women. Yet they cannot be married. Why? Because they don't have foundation. Mm -hmm. They're only looking at painting the building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you, you don't have no paint. You don't even have the structure to build, but you have a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. So even if it is cutting, that is on the foundation. Mm -hmm. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, as you told, I just kept by about um, Abraham asking Elizabeth to go look for, uh, and it looks like a lot of effort. Yeah. Right? It looks mm -hmm. like it's a lot. And it reminded me of the um, it's a you message that said go look for vessels, the ones mm -hmm. that don't leak. Because she, she wanted to do something worthwhile with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like maybe to an average young man, like, I don't have time to do all that. Yeah. Like to really sit, fast, pray, get to know God. It seems like a lot, but the journey is long too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I feel like with um, Eliezer, all that stuff, he's looking for some character from mm -hmm. yes. It's some commitment it takes yes. to Feed all these camels, yeah. feed this man. Yeah. So he's looking for something that will last long. Yes. Yeah. But yes. I feel like with us sometimes as young men, maybe we want the pardon in ten. And even with what you're saying, mm -hmm. the Bible never mentioned to us how many days he stood by the water, mm -hmm. by the well, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. to finally meet that one. Meet that one. Mm -hmm. Because look, again, God too is about processing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God loves to process people. And processing takes time. Mm. That's why we tell people. Some of the people ask, oh, I'm busy doing this with the Lord. How will I know that my spouse? That's not your job. Mm. Your job is what you need to do. Keep Focus in doing them. Mm. God has somebody like Rebecca. Mm. And what was Rebecca doing? That she made, she made, um, she met um, Eliza. She was doing her duties. Mm -hmm. That day, if her parents asked her to go fetch water mm -hmm. and she slapped her parents, mm -hmm. what was going to happen? So keep doing what you are doing. If you are serving in the house of God, keep serving. That's not to cut you off, but even if you think about it, Isaac too wasn't out there looking for his house. No. He was doing what That's he was what doing as a son. He, he might not even know that his father had arranged mm -hmm. for a wife. Because he knew it was the right time for him. Right, right. He might not know. And let's go back. Abraham is God the father. Mm -hmm. Isaac is his son. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell Isaac go look for wife. He called Eliezer, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, mm -hmm. the helper. Because mm -hmm. Eliezer means helper. Go, it is time for my son to be married. But he's not going to be doing those dirty work by dating 20 girls to mm. find out. Mm -hmm. right? That one is your job. Mm. And so if we remain in God, mm -hmm. 
and we allow him to have his way in our life, he will send the Holy Spirit to search and develop and process our wife for us mm -hmm. and our husbands for us without us even knowing. Wow. And in a multitude of our activities, hmm, we will meet them. Amen. That's why the Bible says, in his time mm -hmm. makes all so things beautiful. Focus in building a better relationship with him. Mm -hmm. um, Matthew chapter 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. But today, buy the cafes, buy the houses, the American dream, and then here yeah, you can date as many as you want. You can even have kids with them. And I hope everything is messed up. Yeah. So as you are saying, I, I wish that the upcoming young men and young ladies who think that at the age of 15 they're ready to date. Date who? Date what? You live in your father's house and you are thinking about dating. Mm -hmm. You to a young lady that you live with your parents, ask, you, ask the guy who want to ask you out. Where do you live? If they live in their father's house, uh, you mean that they can only fetch water and give to you. They can't serve your camels. Mm -hmm. They disqualify. Mm -hmm. Wow. So this, this subject, I wish that the whole world would know because yeah. marriage can shut your dreams and life up. Mm. It can also push you into it. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't take this journey lightly. Right. Most should we say that oh, I love red, pink, fair. Favorite color. Oh, we have the same favorite right. color. Ah, <laughs> to be. Oh, wow. So pretty much, Pastor, everything you're saying is the definition of this singlehood phase that we're supposed to have in this life that we live. Yes. So kind of coming back to that, that was also a question. Um, there was a question that somebody asked. We'll get to that. But talking about singlehood, because praying for a spouse is in the middle of your singlehood, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I want to ask the, our couples, what was your singlehood phase like? Yeah, I think um, for me, it just goes back to when I became born again, um, 2012. And I remember I was in a relationship and basically we ended it 2013. We ended it 2013 and because um, I just wanted to do everything that God wanted me to do. Mm. That's what it was. It wasn't even leaving one relationship to another. Then it was just me leaving and just leaving everything and just like, you know, following God. So I think for me, um, I guess we've. I knew that we were meant to be together was um, 24. That was like a year after. But even with that, as we were not talking. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, you know, okay, you know, I know he's the right person for me, so let me just jump into it and start dating. We were not doing any of that. I was still trying to do my best to do what God wanted me to do. So I think throughout that time, I was just basically like, you know, trying to live for God. Right. That's it. I think that's what I would say. Just, you know, find out who I, who, who I am in the Lord and just doing what he wanted me to do. So I think that was my time during, like, you know, my single year. Okay. Um, with mine, with mine, I was just like in, a, in the ordinary um, person out there in the world, you know, doing <laughs> what a college student would do in college and things like that. Um, but until I came to identify who I really am, um, 
I wasn't even I wasn't even really thinking about marriage. You know, um, as I said on the last time I was here, um, I gave myself to Christ in 2012, and um, I don't know how that happened. To be honest with you, but that was around that same time that how you get you how you, when you gave your how the process it happened I, I didn't know but oh. when I was in college I I began to like I didn't know what it was but it's like I felt like I wanted to stop everything that I was doing I felt like everything that I did in college you know the women and drinking just being a college student I felt like that whole thing was just wrong and I was trying to pull myself away and it wasn't right but um, God be so good when I graduated in 2012 is when I started coming to church. Mm -hmm. So I think after a solid a year and a half, right? Because it was in the midst of, yeah, I think it was somewhere in 2013, you know, coming to church and serving and doing all, all those good stuff is <laughs> when I began to pray about my, uh, my wife. Mm -hmm. It was somewhere in 2013. So I, I knew it, but approaching her was tough. Mm -hmm. Right. So my, my singlehood was more about it's identifying myself, <laughs> identifying <laughs> myself in the Lord. And that's when that, you know, that whole thing came in. Mm -hmm. You know, I started praying and praying and praying. But when I was praying, it, it, it's like I wanted to get married, but it wasn't so much about I need her. To me, at that time, I, I was developing mm -hmm. um, lifestyle of prayer because when I came to one of the things that I told the Lord, I was like, oh, my God, I want to pray in tongues. Because I think Pastor has made comment, a comment that if you're able to pray in tongues, you're able to do more damage. Mm. And at that time, I have been able to identify. <laughs> I have been able to identify that the family that I come from, I can't just, <laughs> I can't go with just uh, regular prayer, you know. Right, so right. you have to do damage. Exactly. So um, it was like a whole process. You prayed for me, and uh, I was, you know, I went home, and I remember I used to pray every Sunday. I was praying around. Um, it was elementary school, but where my parents live at, and I was praying by myself, and I started speaking in tongues. Mm. So I was happy. So around that time, so I would pray about anything and everything. Mm. I would go to work, my break time, my lunch time. It was all about prayers. Mm. So when I was able to pray myself for my past relationship, I was happy. So I was just praying about everything. I was like, okay, Lord, now I'm ready to get married. I don't care who the person is. Mm. So around that time... Which that, is not true. <laughs> really? You really care. If well, you think I about guess it, he was tired. So he was like, you know, I was tired. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it really was. Yeah, I, I was really tired. <laughs> yeah. Now that's true, but what my wife said is true, though. Because when I look back, I'm like, this person disappointed me, and I approached her because maybe I did like this about her, and so at that time, it's like. I'm tired. Just choose yeah. from That's what it was. <laughs> so I was just praying and praying and praying. And so take it, that was just my singlehood. And, you know, my eye caught my wife and yeah. I went straight to pastor because <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't want pastor to see me in church just looking at her and he's going to put me in the office. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, let me just tell him first, you know? So right. that's what it was. It was more about like, just about God mm -hmm. building a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, you can't really, you can't identify yourself and you can't do anything good if you're still in the world searching right. or praying. I don't really think that's praise. Mm. If you're in the world praying, that's not praise. And I feel like that's what sometimes some of my brothers and sisters will be doing, thinking, hey, I've been praying, I've been praying, and there's no solution. And they end up giving up. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's, wow. <laughs> yeah.
I would say with me, it's very, very different um, because I feel like when I was beginning my singlehood, and I think Barbara said in one of the episodes, they're single and they're single, single. 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 I feel like I was like just single Mm -hmm. um, for a while. And even when I met my husband, that's when I really was like single, single right before meeting him. And even what made us um, interested in each other was that, oh, wow, okay, you're trying to live for God. Oh, me too. Like, and we felt like that common interest, like, so our minds wasn't even in the lust phase initially. So even, um, I feel like I had a very short gap of um, being single, single, where I was like, even though um, when I was single, I was still, I was trying to balance both like living for the Lord, but still having that person that, oh, you you know, texts you good morning and all Mm -hmm. that, but still like, oh, praying, asking God, like at that point too, I wasn't even praying about marriage. I didn't even think about marriage because there was a lot of phases in my life where I was like, I don't even think I want to be married Mm -hmm. just from what I seen and all of that. So it was a little like the way things happened was because even when I first initially met him, I wasn't thinking right away about, oh, this is going to be my husband. Like it was just refreshing. (laughs) Yes, I was. It was just refreshing. (laughs) And I think I like, you know, with what Deacon Ray said, like I was kind of just like, God, like whatever at this point, I feel like everybody's the same anyway. Like, whatever, I'll take whatever. But when I it was like refreshing, like, oh, this is a, a a different type of guy who's really trying. Like, he's not just like trying to get in my pants or something. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I think I was trying to balance both. But I wouldn't encourage that for anybody yeah. listening to like try to do both. You need to really just be single, single, not having no one texting mm-hmm. you, nothing. Yeah. So you could really, your whole Focus could be on God instead of divided. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so true. I think, uh, you know, Ash always tell me, don't we shouldn't speak for God. And you know, sometimes I say, oh, maybe it's because of this. Speculate. But I'm going to (laughs) speculate. I think, you know, our courtship was long, man. Really? How long? Four years. Yeah. Or four. 2014, and we got married to, no, no, it wasn't. 2018, four years. Yeah. Wow. And I think a big reason was because we didn't, we weren't single, single for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the more time we spend being single, single, the better it is. Mm-hmm. It seems like it might be longer, yeah. but in some weird way, it makes it shorter. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're like, single, single. When you're yeah. single, like when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm working through stuff that you need to work through. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we work through stuff together that we should yes. have done by ourselves. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right? So during yeah. that four years, there was stuff we were working on together, together. that yeah. she had no business knowing no, about okay. me. Okay. And there was stuff she had to go through I had no business yeah. knowing about. Yeah. But because we didn't spend yes. that single time really enjoy it, it was like, while we were courting... We were sharing this, like, going this through our personal struggles. Personal struggles together. But together... Even though it shouldn't be that way because we're not way. married, so you, you have to. Single, <laughs> yeah, right? single place. Like, and, you know, but and, yeah, I have a question. Yeah. So during our singles retreat, and I played that part on last week's episode. Someone asked a question, and they said that, "How do I know when this phase of singlehood ends?" And Pastor says, "When the person, when you find your husband, when the person comes." Mm-hmm. So with what you're saying during your courtship, mm-hmm. you still have to be single, single during your courtship. No, what what I'm saying is I don't think that um You didn't experience single 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 single. I don't think I because mine was from the world, dating, messing with different girls, dragging. Right. Yeah. And she was she 
when we met, it was like a phase of me leaving the world. Same mm-hmm. here. I Same with it her. Was probably like less than a year of being single, single. Oh, okay. Right. So that's why it was refreshing. But then it was like, oh, this is this it's is still not soon. complete. And it's not. I'm still. I still shouldn't be talking right. to someone. I still have work. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. So with ours, like we we both recognize that there's something about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. We weren't mature enough. Mm, yes. And it was weird because, like, I know this person is special. Yeah. If, yeah. if we cut it off, mm, yeah. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it was really God's yes, grace. Yes, yes. The mm-hmm. fear, too. Fear. After yeah. a few months, it was like yes. something, there's something. Something that, drew you yeah. guys together. Right. Yeah. But then, both of you realize that there's a need for us to go apart, apart to yes. grow apart, yes. yeah. and then later come together. But then there was a fear that if I let go, I yeah, can yeah. never yeah. have it go. So yes, I don't know. Exactly. Um, if 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 we were eating right now, there's a particular food in Ghana called ambesie. Ambesie mm-hmm. yeah. means uh, opa, no this. Yes. So as you have one oh, that you are oh, eating. Oh, your eye is gauging another one that when you are done with this one, you grab this one. That's what oh. happened to them. Omodiano was ambitious. He searched and hit it. No pet. Aha. Said, okay, now do you see? You search mm-hmm. and then you hide it. Mm-hmm. So nobody will take it. Mm-hmm. And so as you are eating, and a lot of time when your eye spots one in the bowl, you want to eat this quick. Grab <laughs> this that, that was what. What was that? Was mm. what they went to. Indian was no food. Was So, Pastor, as being um, the father of both these couples, mm. and and more and more couples, you know, <laughs> I wish we had everybody from the praying for my spouse mm. thing, and then other couples too on the show. But being the dad to these two couples that are here today, how is it for you to tailor the the counseling? Like, how are you counseling them? I know you have to tailor it to each couple. So how is it for you balancing that? Because if you say 2014 to 2018, 2014 to 2017, there's some overlapping. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm-hmm. like for you, Pastor, how were you able to to do that? Me, me personally, it wasn't hard because I'm, I'm very interested in people's mm-hmm. progress. Mm-hmm. That's, that's me. And I don't do one size fit all. Uh, usually... I I love to know the people that I'm dealing with, mm. to deal with them, so I can serve them with my best. Okay. Because if you don't know them well, and you assume this, 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 you will not serve them well. Mm-hmm. So knowing them well is very, very important to be able to serve them well. Right. And so um, it was not hard for me because of these principles that I have for myself. And number two, I don't compare people. Mm. Everybody, I know all of them. It's different, she's different, she's different, he's different. All of them are different. And I dealt, and they can share with you, I dealt with all of them differently. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I come prepared with what I want to share with them at counseling. I ask them, how's your week? And based on what mm. I hear from them, it will change the counselor. How many wow. times did that happen? Yeah. We change the counselor. I never went to the counselor saying that I have prepared this, so you have to listen mm-hmm. to this. There were times we didn't even stay in my office. We went to a park. We went to places. Went to 
a whole lot. Wow. And so I weighed the um, the atmosphere to cancel them. Mm-hmm. I never went in that you gotta know this, you gotta know. And even the counseling packet that I had for them, I didn't finish with them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why there's that's a yeah. sales marriage club, right? Well, I would say that's why. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish with them because I saw that it wasn't necessary. Oh. What oh, was wow. important, they got it. Mm-hmm. So why continue counseling? Mm-hmm. And so there are certain not... things that are prerequisite. There are certain okay. things that have to be in place before certain things. Mm-hmm. And if they fall in place, you won't work hard. Mm-hmm. See, the issue we have today is that we don't take time to study the people that we are about to serve. Because I'm a marriage counselor and I counsel people, we think that when the people come and they need me, no, mm-hmm. you need them. Mm-hmm. Because without them, you're not a counselor. Wow. And you mm-hmm. counsel based on their needs, not what you think they need. Right. Because sometimes what you think they need, they don't need that. Mm-hmm. But if you spend time to know their need, you'll be able to give them what they need. Wow. That is very yeah. And sometimes what you think they need, what I think they need is not what they need. Mm-hmm. If I get to know what they need, then I can give them what they actually need. So and that's how God that's that's the same way God deals with all of us. Mm-hmm. Like look at the amount of people on the surface of the earth. Think if God is supposed to deal with us one size fits all, who will be on the on the earth? <laughs> say, I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. Mm-hmm. And nobody can question him. Mm-hmm. And so and every day, my greatest challenge for all of them, and I tell them every day, that what I have done for you, I'm not bragging, mm-hmm. I expect you to mm-hmm. do it unto others. Peace of the tradition goes on. Be sincere with others, be gentle with others, and a whole lot of stuff. Pass it on to different people. You don't have to be a counselor, 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 but every day, we are all counselors. Every day, we counsel ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, as we sit here, I'm learning from them. It's been a while, mm-hmm. you know, and as they are talking, I'm recapping mm-hmm. and some of the things to add to singles retreat and marriage. Oh, wow, this is, that's, that's amazing. Seriously. Okay, so I'm going to ask a question that was sent in by one of our listeners. And her question is, I was told that the only reason people get married is to have sex lawfully in God's eyes. Other than that, there is no need to get married. Mm. So therefore, what is the purpose of marriage? Um, We can't talk about the purpose of marriage without visiting the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, God had given man an assignment and a job to do for him. Mm -hmm. And he saw that uh, the man was one of his kind, but mm-hmm. he was not alone. You know, but when it comes to his kind, mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. But in the garden, he was surrounded by so many stuff. Mm-hmm. And so God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Let me make him a helper. So, a woman is a man's helper for the man to be able to fulfill God's purpose Mm. for his life. Mm -hmm. What is God's purpose for a man's life? That I can't talk about because it's not one thing. Mm -hmm. But if we go back to where God created marriage, He had trusted the man with His handwork on earth. Mm. 
And then you know what? Name all the animals, which is not a, a small job because <laughs> I remember when my first daughter was born, like for three days I could not get a name for her. And I'd forgotten all the names that I picked for having girls because I thought it was a boy. And I trusted my instinct that I was having a boy, so I had eaten. And I got to the hospital, it was a girl. And I remember the doctor telling me that, oh, we need, we need her name before they leave the hospital. And I'm like, eesh. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure. I, I remember leaving the hospital, I came home. And at that time, I had two boys with me already, so I spent the whole night praying for a name. You think that if your wife is pregnant for eight months and you could not get a name, you can find it three days. <laughs> three days. Like, it was crazy. So the second day I went to the hospital and then thank God for my wife. My wife said, you remember uh, 2008 when we were in Florida, you said if you have a girl, you call her Acacia. I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look, mm. the husband mm. to name names. Mm -hmm. I got a helper mm, who yeah. helped me, reminded, reminded me of the name that I said I would give mm. to um, our daughter. Mm. And so, um, one, marriage is not for sex. Mm. Amen. Marriage is not for sex. <clears throat> marriage is not for sex. God is trusting you, the man, with the life of your wife, that it is your job to help him. Um, nature, this woman, that one day you bring that woman back to him. Mm. The same way. But the sex and the intimacy, the kissing, the hugging, the cooking food for you, they are all incentives that comes with the job that you're doing for God. Mm. Bonuses. 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 It's like a CEO telling us that I only want $84,000 a year, but my bonuses Six million a year. <laughs> you understand? And I always use this analogy. Let's say I'm a farmer and I, I hire you to work in my farm. It's, it's um, weed all over the place or it's a forest and I want you to um, you know, clear the path for me so we can do um, farming. And you begin to weed. If you are weeding and you come across a mushroom, or you come across snail, you come across um, gold. Um, gold or whatever, <laughs> something. Do you think that when you come across that, you bring it to me, mm -hmm. the owner of the land? You won't. The right thing to do is do that, but nobody will. <laughs> <laughs> you won't say that. that, that you, you, mushroom, yeah. What am I going to do with the mushroom? Yeah. Oh. Gold, huh? oh, the gold, maybe I can come. But then the, the, the good thing is that... that if he is a good landlord, mm. he will share yes. with the servant who's working on the mm -hmm. field. And that is God for you. Mm. You see, the mushroom you're going to be exposed to in, in, in the process of nurturing that your wife, hmm? that mushroom, is the sex. Mm. That God said, you know what? You've nurtured her for one week, and I know you need some real boosting. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Just... A little incentive for you. Cliff together. Cliff together. Cliff together. And then you cliff. You, you get the energy, you recuperate. Now, what about also? Umitia Kantia, 
like all these things, the kids that will come in the marriage and stuff like that, it's all because the work you are doing for God, He appreciates it and He grants you these bonuses. Mm. But then um, the actual job is the, the focus is not the bonus you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That's true. It is the job that you are doing. Mm-hmm. So the, but today, a lot of people, it's like the scripture we quoted. it. Seek if the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. That is after uh, the things mm-hmm. and not the kingdom yeah. of God. So, one marriage is not for sex. Marriage is, marriage is not even for companionship. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is not for just childbearing or what can you say? Reproduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just for that. They were they were all addition mm-hmm. to it because if you look in in in, in the world of God, that that's that's how you you see it. Mm-hmm. And so it's very painful that sometimes the way it is defined, and I, I can tell that this young man also had it from somewhere, mm-hmm. and we think it's great yeah. that he can share with the wife, but then um, it did not help him and stuff like that. So marriage is not for sex, marriage is not for just giving birth to children, because if you look at today, it's people that are giving birth, they are not married people. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. They're not married people, so um, we have to go back again to define certain things. Mm-hmm. And as children of God, let's look into these things mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a question. So with what we're saying, I, I thought to when Paul said to the unmarried and the widows, if you don't need to get married, don't marry. Mm-hmm. So with what we're saying, that marriage is pretty much to have two people help each other fulfill God's purpose for their lives. Mm-hmm. So with what Paul said, how does that tie into each other? Say, say your question again. So with you, when we def- you define the purpose of marriage, you said that it's for two people to come together and help each other fulfill mm-hmm. God's, I'm paraphrasing what you were mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. to fulfill God's purpose for their lives. Mm-hmm. But Paul said, said, if you can control your desires and emotions, don't get married. Mm-hmm. Or if you can't control it, then get married. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much advising people not mm-hmm. to get married. Mm-hmm. So how does that tie into each other? Well, number one, Paul did not marry, so of course, mm-hmm. he's not going to promote marriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. I married. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in our church, I promote marriage. Mm-hmm. Why? It's great. It's good. He didn't marry, and so um, he had time Mm-hmm. To do the things of God, he didn't have, he didn't experience any divided, divided attention. Mm-hmm. And so, when he's talking, he can speak for me because I can manage my home mm-hmm. and still have time for the things of God. Right. But Paul can't. Mm-hmm. I would say Paul can't. <laughs> Paul so did, not did not choose that path. You understand? Mm-hmm. And so, when Brother Paul and I are having conversations, it's going to be two different conversations. Okay. You understand? And he sees. Married to be burdensome, I see marriage to be profitable. Mm-hmm. You understand? And right. so when the Bible says that the word of God is like two-edged sword, mm-hmm. this is one of it. Okay. And he and then he after he was done talking mm-hmm. from his point of view, he said, Hey, please, this is not coming from God, this yeah. is from coming from mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Left to me alone. I wish that all of you were remain single mm-hmm. like me. But it's not everybody that have the self-control. Right. And then when we come to the widows too, they have been married before. They have been married before and they know what the scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, where it says, it is better for two to be together. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When you have been married before and you've tasted and you know how it good it, it, it how good mm-hmm. it is for two people to do things together, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you will wish to marry again. But if you've not been married before and you have the control, you can you can continue. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you've been if you've been yeah. there before, sometimes it would be hard. It's only some few people that are able to do that. Again, if we look at today, what is happening is is rampant. And I will promote Paul's word. Now, because of fornication, let everybody have their husband or their wife. And even now, because of that, married people, huh? mm-hmm. they 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 How do you say that adultery, right? Yeah. Married people commit adultery more than Single people. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You understand? Right. So, the world we live in today, everything is upside down. Mm-hmm. Everything is upside down. So, what Paul is saying is right, and what I'm also saying, I'm right. And mm-hmm. I also have a friend saying, one of the apostles' name, so Apostle John. <laughs> and, also saying, and what Apostle Peter and Paul also said. That's right. Which one is true? Wow. I think, um, you know, um, as you're saying with Paul, his assignment was yeah. vastly right. different. Because he traveled calling. a lot. So if he yes. was married. He's a worldwide missionary. Yes, that's right? true. And his calling was, you're going to suffer for the kingdom's sake. Mm. So he I think he didn't want yeah. this not so full. <laughs> that's true. Imagine if you're married to him. If you come back home and you're asking. Why did you take Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think, I think it's grace too. Like different people have different grace, and mm-hmm. the calling too. His calling right. is. Totally you know, Paul don't got time to be sitting there talking about yeah. oh school fees and how <laughs> <laughs> right because his mind is. Nah, that's for Meanwhile, just yesterday he was thrown into prison for that's what, wasn't it the same one that said it's the duty of a man to live joyfully with his wife? Yeah, yeah. He he wrote some great mm-hmm. stuff about 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 marriage too. You understand? Mm-hmm. And I think he was the same person that wrote. Yeah, if you cannot take care of your house, care of your household, you cannot be a minister. You cannot lead. Yes, he wrote all those stuff to um, Titus, Timothy. And then on the other one, that you've left the faith or something like that, if you cannot take care of your household, oh. mm-hmm. you're like an unbeliever. Or so he had some, uh, but all these things are inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Right, right, right. You know, the Holy Spirit does not contradict himself. Mm-hmm. So what Paul is saying, and even the Lord will wish that we will stay unmarried just for him. Mm-hmm. But then he knows our weaknesses. Oh, right. So he won't tempt us. Mm. Yeah. And that is why he made that, Don't do it. that provision for And if you go out with that provision, you understand? Yeah. 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 Because I always say that marriage is not medication for fornication. Mm-mm. If you have this, this issue and you are not delivered out of, mm-hmm. you're going to be married and mm-hmm. still be playing games. Yeah. Look at these so called pastors in Ghana. Mm. So-called pastors in Ghana, 
They have to sleep with four women before you preach. Mm. Even that your wife that you sleep with, after you are done sleeping with her, you fall asleep for hours before you recover. 10 hours or 12 hours. What kind of human beings are these people <laughs> that you have to sleep with four, four women before you mount the puppet? Come on, are you okay? What, what, kind, what, what is this? You understand? So, um, but sometimes too, you wish that you had God's grace, but not all of us. Yeah, Some of us, God wants to learn from. We don't have the spirit. Want us to produce, yeah. build the kingdom. This because version. church members are not really so. so. Yeah. <laughs> when you read this version, it says of First Corinthians, I think seven verse nine. The message it says. The difficulties of marriage are preferable by far to a sexually tortured life as a mm. single. Like wow. Okay, so that that draws the conclusion to our Q and A session. Before we we end today's show, we wanted to kind of like review the entire season. We we talked a lot. A lot of everybody here has been on the show before, at least once or twice before and we shared a lot of things in your life and other people have also been to the show to also share their experiences in life so there was one show that we did that unfortunately could not air thank god pastors the the extra gentleman on the on the show so we did i was episode six i believe it was myself lucy and barbara we talked about purity and celibacy Mm -hmm. before marriage but we since we're females we talked about it from the female perspective. So we're just going to do like a slight snippet of it. This show will air, God willing, next season, but we just kind of want to do a snippet of it for today to kind of like recap the season. So we talked about how as believers, we're supposed to keep ourselves before we get married. And we just want to put the question out on the table that why is that the case? Especially since with society, there's a double standard when it comes to females and, and males, mm-hmm. that when a man is sleeping around, it's considered okay. He's a stud. But when a female is sleeping around, it's it's horrorish. Okay, by who? Society. Society. But as believers, we don't conform to the world. We don't conform to the societal standards that mm-hmm. they have put in place for us. So as believers, why is it important for us to keep ourselves sexually before marriage? From the male's perspective. From the male's perspective. Yeah, this, is the, this is the episode we had. Karen <laughs> <laughs> called and said, I deleted the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> Thank God. This one, the only delete. I think what we're talking about before when we met, and Pastor has spoken about this, how when, uh, you know, as women, we're told to keep ourselves. Even Ghana, one of the names for young ladies are Ketesia. Yes. Like, you know, yeah, like, you know, be chased where, but for young men, it's no really, there's nothing really out there like that. Because mm-hmm. like boys would be boys, is what you mm-hmm. hear about boys. But what we're realizing is that um, there's something like just as precious and innocent and a Ketesia as young ladies are, young men is the same exact thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, if we're talking about the spiritual realm, there's no sex, there's no mm-hmm. gender, it's not male, right, female. Right. It's, whether kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness. Right. And just as God is looking for pure vessels to use, enemies also use them for pure vessels. As strange as that sounds, the devil doesn't want spoiled stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, as young men, if we are able to keep ourselves, God will use us mm-hmm. as great vessels. 
But if we open ourselves to the other side too, the enemy will try to... So just as precious as women and virginity and innocence is the same thing for young men, mm. right? And I think the biggest part with us too is that I love the verse. It says, don't give you strength. Mm. Young men, don't give Don't give you strength. To that adulterous woman. Exchange of I think the last week we were doing like just cleaning here and um, picking some stuff. I'm like, man, this is tiring. And we're like, man, this was high school, how we used to play full court basketball, bet 10 games, and we don't feel anything. And we're like, man, why? when we had all that energy back then, imagine if we were here, we would have done this whole thing like two minutes. Mm. And that's just to show that when, when we're younger, the strength, our strength, we use it on necessary stuff. Mm -hmm. Right and sex is a is I can't even talk about how mysterious sex is. How when a man has sex and then he you don't you don't even feel yourself. One of our fathers, which the pastor, was telling that you lose something every time. Okay. Hmm. As a man, every time you have sex, you're losing like literally life is even coming out you of you. As a married man, as a married man, this is what he's talking as, about. Even as a married man, given to your wife, who God has given to you, crown pool. life is coming out of mm. you. Yes. Wow. So imagine giving it to somebody strange. <laughs> you don't know them from anywhere. You don't know what they're giving you in return. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. So it's like we're throwing strength away. Mm. Young men that give sex <laughs> to women that's not their wife, they throw life away. Uh, and Pastor Drew this, but he's like, if you see young men, men who maybe when they were younger, they slept with women, women, women. They, they look older. They look yeah, older. Yeah, that's true. So and this, I think this is the lie. This is the lie that the devil has shot into this world. That, oh, if you're a young man, spread it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's good. It shows your manhood if you're giving more yeah. of yourself away. No, you're actually losing your manhood. Mm -hmm. We're losing our manhood. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. give it away. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like when we give it away to, we can't ever get, get it back. back. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that analogy Pastor did in um, 1501. He had the vase. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think we're talking about born again virgin stuff. And question. some of us were saying, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, I had sex, but I'm in the Lord, I'm a virgin. And then Pastor took a glass and he threw it up mm -hmm. and it fell. And it shattered. And it shattered. It's a million pieces. And he said, okay, this thing, can we ever get it back to that original? Mm. You can't. Even if we mm -hmm. blew it. Even, even if, if we blew it, it. It will never look the same. Even if we melt it and put it back, it will never be the same exact composition that it was before. Mm -hmm. So I think with sometimes we take it easy. We take it light as young men that, Oh, it's a game or so. It's really not a game, man. Mm -hmm. It's like something that we we'll lose that we will never ever get back. Mm -hmm. Never ever get back in a million years. We can never get that thing back that we give. Right. Imagine, and not only we're giving the strength away, but we're also getting poisonous stuff in return. Mm -hmm. So that the enemy cheating us, giving him the strength, he's only returned poison to us. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's an unhealthy exchange. Very. <laughs> wow. Um. Hello, buddy. You, you're spoken well. There's <laughs> 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 uh, a little bit I just want to, you know, attest to the wisdom that he just spoke. Mm -hmm. um, you know, many a time, what I've come to understand now, and I say, young man, you know, sometimes when you're coming in the Lord, we entertain ourselves, you know, men and women, you know, um, that I want to be celibate. And what I understand now that um, celebrity is basically usually onto us, right? But when you come in the Lord, I think it's more like um, holiness, because holiness is onto God, yeah. and the celibacy is onto us. Because sometimes you say, "I want to be celibate," and then um, we, ask, we we pull away from sex, but then we begin to do other stuff. Mm. But when you come in the Lord, 
It's more about holiness. That is fully unto God. And the Bible speaks about holiness uh, if you, a lot of time. Be holy because I'm holy. Be yes. holy and I'm holy. And I think that if we're able to stay in the place of holiness, that's when God begin to prepare us. And I believe that's the time of our singlehood. Mm. right? And he prepared us for better things. It could be anything. It could be for job. It could be for marriage. It could be anything else. So I think when we are in the Lord, we shouldn't be, we should, we should not be thinking more about being celibate, but yeah. we should be thinking about being holy unto God. Then then he could be prepared for better, better things to come. And then our strength will be renewed and everything, which basically just connect to everything that Deacon said. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think we just lie to ourselves right. with that whole celibate kind of thing. Yeah. Because, hey. I, mm -hmm. because I think um, the word, came from like the society so we have to find out what their definition is because I, I hear people like you know say that I'm celibate. Um, right I'm celibate but it's just the sexual part that's it like yeah. other things can be like just the sexual intercourse but they yeah. can do other things yeah. so I think yeah. sometimes even as Christians yeah. when we say it but no, they're doing like, other, and yeah. I, I've, I've seen, yeah. Yeah. I think some, especially for females, there was someone, someone was saying that they are going without intercourse, but they're going to do other yes. things. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And they think that's okay. Yes. yes. But it's, it's still all the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So but I think that's what we have yeah. as believers have to define have to find what a new word for us, like as Christians. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> you're saying we shouldn't use celibate. I don't think we should. No, I mean, I'm saying What's that like, our definition of celibate. Right. Because I'm saying sometimes if we say it, somebody might take it that maybe you're doing other things. Because in the world, yes. like it can mean so many yeah. things. So yes. I think yeah. that's yeah. yeah. Because what I what I, the reason why I'm saying that is because when because when I when I look at back all the way back when I was coming in the Lord, it was a gradual process, right? Yeah. And I knew it was a lot of things that I had to be able to pull away from. Number one, I was able to pull away from sex, right? But then it's like I was still doing yeah. something. It was mm -hmm. a process. Right. So, but sometimes when we use that word celebrate, right? It, it just, I think it's restricted to sex only yeah. mm -hmm. because then, wow, we're able to pull away from sex. But this yeah. person is drinking, they're yeah. smoking. But then when you come in the Lord, the Lord requires more. Mm -hmm. When you're able to give up sex, you have to be able to give up um, smoking and then the rest of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Because when we're able to get there, which, I mean, holiness, we can't get there, but by the strength of God, he helped us. He'll be able to use us. So I, I think, yeah, that would just restrict us yeah. only to sex. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. celibacy is... is, is um, a slice of the pie. The world we live in tells us that if you are going to be active sexually, you have to protect yourself because there's something mm -hmm. called STDs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. The world that is giving everybody the leeway to just sleep around, be active sexually. Right. Even with them, they are telling us that there are some diseases that are transmitted sexually. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to be active sexually, you're going to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And so if there is STDs huh, through sex, can you imagine the spiritual one? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. science has proven that there is sexual transmitted. I call it spiritual transactional disabilities. Mm. STDs. Spiritual transactional disabilities. disabilities. Yes, that's how that's how I call it. STDs. Yeah. It does. Spiritual transactional disabilities. That's what it is. 
It is. And he's been telling us. You see, they use the the the, the tea they said transmitted, but it's not transmitted. It's a transaction. It's a transaction that goes on. Mm. You give out or you take in. Mm. Every time there's intercourse. Mm. Mm. When it's happening between people that God has proven that they have their license to sleep together, mm. what happens is that they become equally yoked through sex. You begin to think alike mm. through sex mm. because every day that you are ex you are doing that transaction with your wife, what am I trying? What am I giving to mm -hmm. her? I am giving me to her, mm. and I'm taking her into me. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, for this cause, mm. they will cliff. The cliffing is through sex. Mm. It's not just living together. The cliff, the oneness. Mm -hmm. I don't you feel one when you have intimacy with your wife? Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I can't relate. Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you should be thinking oneness with God. Amen. Not when God gives a slice of the pie. Mm. If he ha he has it, mm. wait. <laughs> get away. Oh, that's because you call your teeth. See, sex. The same act. The same process. When you are not married. It's an offense. Mm -hmm. When you are married, it's something that God permits you. Mm -hmm. And every day I ask myself this question, what is the difference between the sex when you are not married and the sex when you are married? What is the difference? They are all sex. And the other thing is trust. And you are not able to keep yourself when you sleep around and stuff like that before marriage. It can never leave your head. You will mm -hmm. always be in your head. That mm -hmm. I didn't marry you. You allow me to sleep with you. Mm -hmm. Who else can you sleep with? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pastor, you played on a, 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 like a picture one time about STDs, the spiritual one. You said um, the the uh, the sperm that is conceived mm -hmm. becomes a human being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how about the one that goes inside of you and it's never conceived? Mm -hmm. What does that become? Yes. Oh my God. That was yes. a very scary picture. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't, mm -hmm. we don't oh look God. into that. You know mm -hmm. what we say? Oh, yeah. Um, it, it died after 72 days. Mm -hmm. 72 hours. It dies after 72 hours. But no, like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. What you just brought up. Listen to this. When a human being dies, how long does it take for them to decompose? Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. we, we don't look at all these things because we think it's just water. It's not just water. It's not just water. Mm -hmm. See, we don't we don't want to have this deep conversation because nobody wants to talk about them. Mm -hmm. Nobody want to talk about it. Don't give your strength to that adulterous woman or that strange woman. What would the Bible also say about the young lady too? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like keep yourself pure. Mm -hmm. I love what Paul said. In a large house, there are many, many utensils. Then he changes what he was talking and said, a man 
that paid himself become mm-hmm. useful mm-hmm. for the master's mm-hmm. Yes, yet he started a conversation with utensils in a, in, in a large house. Mm-hmm. But then he who purges himself. And so all these things, like what Dikinway said, uh, we shouldn't be celebrating no celibacy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we, should, we, should, we should embark on a journey of holiness. You understand? Because the world we live in today, the world we live in, the world we live in today, sex has become a liberal thing where anybody can define it, anybody can decide how it should go. Even among married people, sometimes it becomes challenging. Let me, let me say this: Don't celebrate celibacy. Yeah. Pursue purity. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let's use these terms. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't celebrate celibacy because it's not for us. Us yeah. is purity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, and purity is something you can pursue. Mm-hmm. We never reach it, really. Huh? We never really reach it, like perfection. Because yeah. even, if, even if you marry, mm-hmm. there's a need for purity yeah. pursuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then if you're yeah. not careful, you jump from your wife yeah. and you become like mm-hmm. a bee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucking nectar yeah. mm-hmm. from every flower, from every flower yeah. that you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's very. True. And so, yeah, we, we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. The church, we have a lot of work to do, and we, I, I really thank God that you know our sister have a platform like this. Mm-hmm. That tomorrow, when I think of anything, I can just give her a call and then come here <laughs> <laughs> and deliver. <laughs> because it's, it's it's a very sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. That all the people that try to address it, they never go in depth. Yeah. They never. That's true. And Pastor, you even um you say all the time about how like you know, you say that we are not having sex anymore, but in our mind, oh, yes. you know, our thoughts process like the things that we are thinking of, even the shows that we are watching. Yes. You know, mm. so I feel like with those things, we yes. can't as Christians, we can't name that as celibacy. Like I'm being no. celibate because mm. then if you're watching all these things and people know what they do yes. watch. Mm-hmm. They, they just say I'm not having sex yes, anymore yes, yes. so I think you know as going so with the purity just, and the holiness is yeah. the best for us Christians mm-hmm. to go by mm-hmm. that's why I use the word it's a slice just one slide you know and I think um, they, um, the Presbyterians they have this song that everything that I do I should ask myself will it please mm-hmm. Christ even they that does, they sing that song, their lives, they are, it's, it's, it's just, they, they, they have sex among the youth more than any church that I know. Yet, after they are done, they come back and say, Adiabia, Meyibia, and I should ask Christ that if he will please. And so sometimes we just use these terminologies mm-hmm. and we don't actually live yeah. these lives. And I think moving forward, uh, this is where being each other's keeper mm-hmm. and holding hands together mm-hmm. matters so well. You understand? But today in the kingdom, it has become an individual kind of journey. You can share your struggles with a brother or a sister because you feel like they will judge you. Yeah. Right. And nobody wants to be judged. Yeah. You understand? But I think we, we, we should be able to look beyond Changing people because once upon a time we were there, mm-hmm. and today, by the grace of God, if His mercies and grace has found us, mm-hmm. then we need to also have to be open minded and have our arms open 
to them that are also struggling, mm-hmm. that we'll be able to bring them around and they will not feel judged mm-hmm. or, you know, feel condemned. Mm-hmm. It kills, mm-hmm. it destroys. Right. It's true. I think purity as believers is everything we're saying that is not just physically. It's a state of the mind, it's mm-hmm. a state of the heart, it's what you see, it's what you hear. It's, Music it's, you listen to. Yeah. The friends you associate yourself because you know talking about all these things i remember i don't know if i should bring this i remember my first time that i had a youth conference about selecting what god has selected for you mm. and three people had asked me this question that uh, the church don't want us to date so what happens if you you marry and you find out that your husband is two inches. Oh my God. <laughs> I have never mm. froze mm. with a question in my life than that, that day. One. That day, I, I stood still and I'm praying in my head that, hey, Jehovah, this is not what I signed up for. Like, I'm coming here to teach how to select what God has selected for you. And somebody has a question. And this is a question they are asking. And I'm standing and I'm asking the Lord, the Father, how how do I answer this? Because when the first person said it, you could brush that person off. But then another person, mm, oh, yeah, 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 Pastor, what she's saying, I've been thinking about this. So now it's too in the mm, class. Then the third person. <laughs> so this, you can't dodge. Stood there for more than 20 minutes. Without saying anything? Without saying nothing. And everybody's looking at me, and I had my hands folded like this because I'm seeking answers from God. Mm. First time, I'm asking the Spirit of God, the Father, how do I diffuse this in somebody's heart? Then all of a sudden, God being so good, the thought just came. That how did you know? Mm. Or who said that you need more than two inches? So mm. I also asked a follow-up question. Now, what is your expectation? Mm. Somebody says six inches, eight inches, ten inches. Nine, I didn't, and I, I didn't measure that. I'm coming there. So I I I I, I asked this question and then I said I, I right there I had I had mm. a green light to talk. Because mm. I said three of you asked me one question, talking about two inches. But you see the answers you've given me, They're all of different. you have given me different mm-hmm. different answers. Mm-hmm. So it means that your question is not even accurate. Mm-hmm. And who told you that you need six inches? You need eight inches. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who told you that? And then as, as, as we were talking, then they started talking about oh, reality shows. This, 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 da, 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 a whole bunch of stuff. And so I, I also asked them, so you are getting this from someone? Yes. And who said that what they are saying is the truth? Right. Okay, you know what? Forget about the shoes. Mm-hmm. Forget about everything. Let's say we don't know anything about inches. And you get in the bedroom and you are exposed to whatever inch that mm-hmm. you have. That have. What will happen to you? Mm-hmm. Say I will be content with that. That inches. So why are you allowing somebody to say something that you don't even know it exists mm-hmm. or does not exist? And according to even science, it takes only two inches to satisfy a woman. So what is your problem? Wow. And that thing stopped 
from that time to today, I have never faced this question. <laughs> you know, like a lot of times we carry people's excess baggage. Yes. We bring it into the Lord and it becomes our language and we don't know what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> the church, we have we have work to do. Mm-hmm. We have work to do. How can we diffuse all these things from somebody who has been reading books and somebody is, and a lot of time, fiction here, there. The one that's not real. You see, a lot of times, fiction. And somebody's writing all these fictions and we read, it becomes our reality mm-hmm. and definition of life. Mm-hmm. And so we go into a relationship with some unrealistic expectations mm. and then we get disappointed. Yeah. Even in our walk with the Lord. Give your life to the Lord and everything is going to be okay. There's, no, there's, not, there's nothing like that in the Bible. Mm. Jesus said you'll be persecuted. He talked about these mm-hmm. things. Because of me, they will insult you. Mm-hmm. You'll be beaten. You'll be disgraced in public. A whole bunch of... And even if I don't cut the days short, I will lose everybody. Mm-hmm. And then we package this thing. We'll give your life to Christ and everything is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You give somebody rice. If you give rice to somebody, who won't give their life to Christ? Mm-hmm. You think they are giving their life to Christ or they are giving it to the rice? Never rice. Yes. 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 Come and mess with rice. It's serious. It's serious. We wanted to end the show with pretty much, I think one of the best shows that we had, and I've been told to stop saying that, but honestly, for real, the show that we had the most feedback about was the Saver for Marriage episode mm-hmm. with Deacon Ray and, and Lou. Because it, I know for me, it, it turned something around for me when it came to saving. And I'm recently starting a new journey to, to save. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wanted us to talk about that, kind of end with this for the season because we haven't heard you guys' story if when it comes to saving, saving for marriage. Right. So that's because I, I think was it two days ago I had a discussion with my sister and I was talking I call it the thirty thousand rule, and yeah. when I said the thirty thousand she was like oh my god that's so expensive I was like girl you have no idea <laughs> like what it consists of it's a lot you know the number sounds like it's a lot but it's really not so I want us to kind of end the show with with that so when it came to saving for marriage when Pastor initially said this that as a man you mm-hmm. have to save mm-hmm. this certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. How did you feel and what you were always you? Direct this question to the men. <laughs> because the female <laughs> listeners were very excited when they were like, Let's go to CPS. Let's go to CPS. They were very excited. <laughs> yeah, so how, how was it for you when, when you heard this or when this was like one of the prerequisites to begin counseling? <laughs> So many emotions. <laughs> Fearful. What's wrong with pasta? Let's get money grows on trees. <laughs> no, but it's like the first time is no way. There's no way. This is impossible. Because even in my in my personal account, how much money have I had in there? And tell me thirty thousand to save. Mm-hmm. So the first thought was it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, second thought was okay. Now how how is this possible? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I was like, I definitely need help because I haven't saved that amount, not even close to it before. Um, so I started to actually, I started to actually give pastor, I was like, pastor, I need help doing this. So I was given, like, when I get a check, I'll do a hundred. I probably did it like three times, give a hundred so he could put in a separate account that I don't ever see. Right, right. And me and Deacon Ray wanted to do that with pastor. Deacon kept on doing it. 
But what I, how I used mine was um, when I was funeral in church. So, Pastor, just take 50 from them. <laughs> so, so you, you can imagine, like, maybe a year and a half, all that money was gone. Um, but that was probably one of the toughest things mm. that I've ever done in life. Saving that 30K. I'm sorry, before, but Pastor, yeah. have you ever maybe thought that it might cause somebody to not want to get married anymore? Mm-hmm. No, they but then that's good. That's good. That's great. 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 That's because I cannot, um, I won't use the word bargain, that's not the right word. I cannot hold your hand and lead you to their family mm-hmm. knowing that you are irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to use my credibility mm-hmm. to help you get that young lady, knowing in my heart and you also know it. That financially you are not sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is just a proof as my son to show me mm-hmm. that daddy, I think now I'm ready to, right. to marry. Mm-hmm. And so the sign that you want from God to give you a wife, mm-hmm. me too, that's the sign mm-hmm. that I also need from you. I need to follow you no? for you to go mm-hmm. marry your wife. Wow. And th- these things, one of the things my dad is forever grateful. Because mm. yeah. when I went to my dad and said, um, I, to I want to get married. What was he? Yeah, he talked about all the other stuff. Now we're scared here. I said, oh, yeah, we have about 30 of this. Like, we have what? <laughs> 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 we, have, we have what? Wow. But you see that, because I think even the process itself, you know, it made it made a lot out of me. Because mm. Watching Deacon Ray do it, yo, there was, when he was doing it, because before... two years, right? He did his fast, man. Yeah. Wow. And he was, like, serious. Because this is what it does to, like, <laughs> if, you have, if you have in your mind 30K, 30K probably has gone through our fingers many times. But when you have it in your head, say, okay, 30K is going to come by. I'm going to hold on to it and put it there for a purpose. Yo, it does a lot for you, man. Mm-hmm. There was times before, we, after church, we all go to New Brunswick, buy food, eat for, like... Two years, Deacon Ray would say no to everything. Oh my God. Even Burger King would say no. McDonald's, no. And I remember one time, Pastor will force him to, we all went to I and said, Today you're paying. We don't care. Oh wow. And he paid. So it was like, and I admired him so much because I used to struggle. Mm. I think he did by myself. Oh. Watch this. Oh, he used to do dry clean all his stuff. Right? Oh, he cut all that out after a while, you know. So it just it really helped me to buckle down, like cut down on necessary mm-hmm. stuff. Cause I used to spend a lot on food. And me too. When I used to buy, I'll buy for everybody. And I buy classic food. I'm not gonna buy. Oh, let's go McDonald's. Take it to the five-star. Yeah. <laughs> we all order, and then we were done. Out, you know? yeah. And once I pass it, pulled me to the side. He's like, "So I know you have a good heart. For us, if you buy, we'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your pocket. It's that's your suffering. pocket. But right. think about it though, because you have something that you want to do. Mm. You can't live this kind of life. Mm-hmm. And Bible talks about he whose friends 
with gluttons, you come to poverty. Mm-hmm. You know, if you spend all your money on expensive food, you have zero. Sure. Right? So this is biblical principles mm-hmm. that saving 30K kind of helps you to even tune your mind to that. Mm-hmm. And I had to work with Ash for that. Mm-hmm. And that alone, us working together, knowing that I have a... Because she knew the kind of job I was doing. Mm-hmm. And her being a natural helper, she's not going to tell me, go save 30K while I use my money to buy makeup and nails. So right. she also helped me with mm-hmm. that. Right. So it was, like, it was like a joint thing that we did. Mm-hmm. And if we're able to do what to me felt impossible... To me, that's something that today, if you tell us to save 100K, I'm not going to say it's not possible. Because right, yeah. once upon a time, 30K was, mm-hmm. so if you tell me that we should pay off our student loans or pay off, I know it's very possible mm-hmm. because by God's grace, he helped us to save 30K. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like you guys were saying, um, would it weed out some people from not mm-hmm. wanting to get married? I think it will. And it's good. It's a good thing. Because even just putting resources together to reach a goal, it, it, it gives you some some vim being life so, ah, yeah. we can do this we can do anything yeah. Yeah. and I think it was uh, the guy Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. he said um, being a millionaire it's not about the million it's about what you become mm-hmm. for making that million he said if you make a million once you can make it again mm-hmm. so it's about that process of I can do it again, do it again of self control of mm-hmm. not buying this when I want to buy of this and that and that mindset I think by God's grace, really helped us in marriage. Because there's been times where we've not bought food outside for maybe weeks mm-hmm. or a month. Or there's something we wanted to buy, sneakers that we couldn't buy because mm-hmm. we wanted to pay off a credit card. Right. Or we wanted to go on vacation or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think that God bless you, Pastor. I don't know if yeah. I ever said it you know, yeah. in real life, but yeah. God bless you for that 30K Amen. thing. Because it was really, really, really helped. And I think my brothers would say, Lord and the Korean will also say, just having to put all your resources aside for one goal. Mm-hmm. Once you get married, you, f- you almost have a feeling of there's nothing when it comes to money that God can't do for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Because if he was able to help us to save 30K, mm-hmm. he could help us do any financial thing. And then you start to also tune your mind to what's wise financially, right? Because mm-hmm. to save 30K, you can't live foolish exactly. um, financial life mm-hmm. and save 30K. Mm-hmm. So now it starts to teach us to what is important, what's not, what can we cut back on. Mm-hmm. Ashley's a giver. Mm-hmm. And thank you, babe, because there was like when, when we first got married, she couldn't give as she wanted to. Mm-hmm. She was a nurse, single nurse. She could give all her paycheck if she wants. But now we're married. There's stuff that we she can't do. Mm-hmm. But she was very patient. And by God's grace, now we're in a place yeah. that... You yourself to... but now now we're at a place where if you want to give I'm not going to say we don't have it to give Mm -hmm. let's just budget for it we have room for it if we really want to give if that's something that's important for you let's budget for it Mm -hmm. and with that 30k thing therefore it's just taught us how to budget Mm -hmm. it really taught us how to budget so going into marriage we had this groove of budgeting oh this money is coming okay what do we want to do it's not 30k anymore but maybe it's a thousand dollar credit card Mm -hmm. Maybe Ash wants to give to uh, her, whoever it is. But I was like, we can we can tell our money what to do by God's grace, you know. So that thing was major. It was a big challenge, and it's still a challenge today. But mm-hmm. by God's grace, we know like the step that yeah. maybe it takes to get there. So and at the end of the day, you can account. You can account to where all the money was. Because the saddest thing is to see a check, your paycheck, and maybe oh. you've, you they said they gave you. 
Listen, they said it. They said it. They You saw the pay stub. You go to your account. Tells you that oh, we gave you maybe a thousand dollars this week. But then you go look. You even owe credit card. And I do. So what really happened to the money? So one of the biggest things I've had since to. But this money came, and this is this is what we did with the money. Proud of what I did with the money. Yes, because yeah. we decided that we're gonna do this with the money, and this is what the money did. Yes, right. Instead of oh, the money came through our hands. What happened yeah. to it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And even that it's a concrete contention in the money mm-hmm. because you never had a plan. It's like, and there are people that today are married people. The man saves differently. The woman saved different, and every day have perceptions about each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, he's hiding something mm-hmm. from me. Oh, mm-hmm. she got money. Or oh, maybe she's building mm-hmm. this. She's this and that. But here we are. We have one account. We know the it's money that comes in the mm-hmm. month. And one of the things that I love about this is, before the month, you know where you have to spread your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. And if you have to save too. Since you've done it before, it becomes a habit. Mm. Yeah. Savings becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And every day I tell people that in this country, if you want to save money, you have to turn that saving into a bill. Yes. Turn to your first or you can save. Or you can save. And that's one thing I think during the 30k. You know, temptation will come. Oh, if I wasn't given time, maybe I could save faster. It's I could save more. I could save more. Yeah. Time. Only time. <laughs> <laughs> and if many yeah, percent is not enough for you, what are you doing? You know, the one part of this thing too, like during that saving, I think we should challenge. We should challenge ourselves to give more. Mm, yeah, Me and Ash have a personal test Let me not say. That. I was gonna say, yes, yeah, shouldn't um. <laughs> discourage you to not give because oh you have a goal like you still need to think of today and think of the reality if there's a need because in all your saving then the next day maybe you won't even make it to the next day you could have helped somebody Mm. so you can't be so like where it makes you chisel just be smarter like i love how after a few months or maybe after a year of marriage and he's like okay just budget for it like put it in the the budget whatever you want to give or do because mm-hmm. before honestly when we first married i felt very um restricted, nervous restricted. and restricted mm-hmm. to bring up like uh, a, an idea or whatever god laid on my heart i really did because i'm like oh now it's not just me i can't just say but i know like god was definitely working in his heart and i was being more um open about it not just keeping it in my head and then oh boom you know so that's the budget that pastor really taught us really has I don't, I don't yeah. know what I would do with that. Anything is negotiable yeah. as long yeah. as we budget it. Yeah. If she wants to yeah. give 20000 away, initially I'll say, no, we're not doing that. I, what do you mean? How are we going to do it? And I say, okay, if it's important to you, let's budget. And then she herself will see once we start writing the numbers, is this feasible? Yeah. yeah. Can we, what, what, do we, what are we not going to do if we want to meet this mm-hmm. goal? Mm-hmm. And as I said this, if, if we can agree on what we want to do with our money, I really think there's nothing we can't agree on. Yeah. That's true. And budget is, Bible says, can two work together unless they agree? agree. Budgeting is one of the biggest ways to do that. Mm-hmm. If me and my wife can agree that this is, because let's bring it like money is, when I go and give my energy to my job, this is what they give back. Mm-hmm. So if we can agree on what we want to do with our money, we're agreeing what we want to do with life. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So that thing, I think every church should adapt it. <laughs> <laughs>
And one one thing even to add, when I because I told a lot of people about the thirty thousand um, <laughs> yeah. initially. I don't know if the way I said it one time, then the girl was telling somebody, oh. Um, the pastor wants them to have 30000 to use for the wedding. And I quickly, like, I wanted to slap her and say, no, like, that's not what I <laughs> said. Like, and once I explained it, people are always in awe. Like, that's so amazing that yeah. just that discipline of doing that. And wow, he's really thinking of all of you, like, your future. Like, because they know, and especially the married people will tell you, oh, wow, I wish, you know, that was something that that mm-hmm. idea was given to them. So mm-hmm. really thank God for that, honestly. Yeah. 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 Praise the Lord. 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 Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Deacon Sam, so much. Thank you, Deacon Ray, Lucy, and Pastor. Thank you so much for coming on today and for coming on all the other times. You know, said this is not the last time that you guys will be on because by God's grace, season two will be coming on um, God willing, September 1st. So we're going to have other things. We're going to talk about that. Everybody will be back onto the show. Thank you so much for listening to the Journey Podcast with your host, Karen Sion. And this is going to be the last time you hear that for the next two months. But bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> but my God's grace, we will be back. We will be back. Um, season two will be back, God willing, the first Tuesday of September, September 1st. So God bless you so much for being with us through this journey. 25 episodes, 25 weeks is a lot of time it's to it's come in. Yes, yeah, half a year, six months. You've done the show for six months. God bless you, Karen. Oh, yeah. 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 And Mr. Journey. Mr. Journey. Mr. Journey. We'll find out who Mr. Journey is next season. <laughs> So it's been a a very eventful season, and we thank God that God has brought it to its end the way that he did. So remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God through times and seasons. I love you all. God bless you all. I'm going to miss you all and have a wonderful week. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life, hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus, the mastermind, it takes faith, it takes a step to finish a thousand miles. But together, this is the journey. This is called a journey